witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Well, happy October, Felicia. Happy October, friend. (laughs) My favorite month of the year. Do you know what day it is today? Today is Friday the 13th. It sure is. In how Hall- uh, in October sure is friend in spooky season. I remember looking at the calendar in like July and realizing Friday the 13th was in October and I was like bitch. And then we get a full moon on the 28th, like literally the Saturday before, before Halloween. Halloween. Amazing. Like it's it's a great month. It's um, a great freaking month. Let's see if the cards agree with us. I don't know. I'm feeling great. So I'm hoping this good energy is flowing straight into those cards. You're feeling good? I'm feeling great. You know what? It's hard not to. I started setting up for Halloween and uh, <laughs> listening to Halloween music and setting my house up. I mean, I think this is like the feeling people get on Christmas when they're like all holly jolly. Yeah. And, yep. Yeah. And I'm spooked the fuck out and can't wait to watch people like children cry when they come and see how scary the shit we got is. Like oh, we were setting it up your, today. Yeah, talk about this with your therapist. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I'm love- so excited to see kids cry. Okay, but not in like a bad way. Like I mean, in like a scared way. Like when kids get so scared, they're like shitting themselves. I love it. I love oh watching God, people friend. be afraid. I love it. Yeah, I love it for you. I guess maybe I said it in a really fucked up way. Just so, so yeah. That's what I, mean. I guess I did say it in a real <laughs> fucked up way. But what I meant was like I love watching people get scared. And I love being the provider of that of said spook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, the cards we pulled today are strength, eight of cups reversed, and the high priestess reversed. Hell yeah! So for strength, we're seeing um, trends of like fortitude, resilience, courage, integrity. Hell yeah! Endurance, energy, and action. Right. So hell yeah! That sounds pretty much what you're what you're talking about. How you're feeling <laughs> revitalized by yeah the leaves turning yellow and falling off and yeah. I can smell the spook. <laughs> oh, also, I apologize. I'm sick as fuck. Oh, good, Again. buddy. I'm so tired of this. Getting sick? I've been sick since September long. Yeah. Like, I'm so fucking tired of this. I have slept on the couch every day, basically. Really? I had like a week that I was good and slept in the bedroom. Lame. Like, I'm fucking tired. Fair enough. That's fucking, that is lame, dude. Yeah. Uh, So reversed, uh, Eight of Cups is uh, trying one more time. Indecision, aimless drifting, or walking away. Okay. Interesting. So, like, turning away from something, maybe, no longer serves us. We're fortifying, and we're turning away from things that don't serve us. Yeah. Yep. Like that. And I have a feeling High Priestess in Reverse is going to be like, you need to find your inner female or whatever. Yeah. Reverse, we're talking secrets, disconnected from intuition, withdrawal. So, disconnected to your inner, higher... Feminine power is Ooh. how I'm reading this. Yeah. So we got to have that resilience to turn away from what's not serving us and re-embrace our own feminine power. Because I know Love I've it. been real shit in the bed on that lately. So. <laughs> shit in the couch on that? Shit in the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I've been just shitting on the couch. Well, no. <laughs> At least it's leather. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> Oh, that would be that would be so grody. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like that sounds good. I mean, the way that I'm reading it in terms of what I've got going on in my life, like that seems pretty sick. I love it. You're okay. Good. Yeah. Perfect. 
I'm feeling it. I'm taking that as a win. We're taking that as a W, baby. Nothing yeah. fucks with me in October. Hell yeah. I'm, I've am i got a good month coming up in November, too, so I'm feeling good. Fucking A. Yeah, no, October's looking good. October is looking good. Yeah, buddy. I'm not going to complain. Like I said, I am... I am on a high right now. I'm on a Halloween high. <laughs> and I I ride that bitch from the 1st to the 31st. <laughs> first to 1st. <laughs> I am at peak serotonin levels right now. Oh, I love it. This is the happiest I will be until this time next year. <laughs> I love it. Hey, our, our next episode, too, after this is going to be um, the day before the full moon, the 27th. Nice. So exciting. I love it. I, I enjoy doing this bi-weekly episodes yeah i think it's, it's really cool it's working <laughs> so far so good so far so good exactly she's working <laughs> well uh are you ready are, do we have any oh did you guys like our last episode with the the, the spooky stories um if you did yeah. send in some spooky yeah. stories yeah. please. <laughs> just because as you please. can see when you send them in we get really excited and we, we have a great time. And we have so much fun. As much as we all love Adam's stories, we cannot rely on him every quarter. <laughs> He's gonna run out of stories if we keep relying solely on it. W- it won't be listeners' whispers. It'll be Adam's whispers. <laughs> I would also like to mention that um, I know I did edit down last week's episode to the point where I didn't sound fully heartless <laughs> after. Adam informed us that his brother had passed, um, but Adam got the the full uncut and unedited version of that episode uh, before I even edited it because I wanted to make sure it was all good with we him. We cleared with him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And he said that it was the funniest episode he had ever heard from us. <laughs> Peak performance. <laughs> and so um, if you would like us to roast you on the episode too... Let us know. I don't know. Is that Send something we can story. do now? <laughs> Want to get roasted? That could be an option too. Send Hold us on. a story. Sign up for our highest tier of Patreon and we'll roast you every episode. <laughs> Incredible. You got to change the offerings. <laughs> Just like the last like, you know how like a lot of podcasts will be like, this podcast is supported by... Yeah, whatever Patreon member they wanted to feature that yeah. week, we'll just end every every episode with a fucking just a, a quick little roast. Yeah, <laughs> roast session. That would be awful. If you're paying for it, why not? You I know mean, what you're getting yourself is into. This how I, is this how we get? This is basically a better version of cameo. Instead of us being like "Happy birthday," <laughs> we're like, "Oh, not as dead as some people in this episode." <laughs> oh my god, hilarious. Okay, well, let's get. Are you ready? Let's I'm get so ready. Episode. Let's do it. I'm here for Let's it. it. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had to do this. Honestly. Well, as we were saying earlier, it is spooky season. Ooh. Today is Friday the 13th. The leaves are falling. The air is crispy. And the nights are getting longer. And horror movies are playing on TV. Incredible. So what better time is there to do another creature feature? Oh, <laughs> yeah, girl loves a creature feature. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And what better creature to feature than a true Halloween classic? Ooh. The werewolf. Oh. Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> no way. Hell yeah. Hell man. yeah. <laughs> I'm so here for it. Hell yeah. 
So you ready? I'm right. Buckled in and fucking ready to rock. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So the werewolf in European folklore is a man who turns into a wolf at night and devours animal people's corpses, whatever, and then returns to their human form by day daytime. Kate? We all know that. Yeah. That version of the story. Right. Yep. Um, Some werewolves are known to change shape at will. Others in whom the condition is hereditary or acquired by having been bitten by a werewolf change shape involuntarily. So like depends on the lore. Yeah. Sometimes they can just like shift if they want to. Sometimes. (laughs) Other times they can only shift when there's a full moon and it's not on their terms. They don't want to. But yeah. Well, I think we've all seen like some kind of movie or TV show that depicts the two. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? I can name two off the top of my head. One, Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> to just shift, right? You got the wolf when they pack. they like it. Yep. Yep. Versus Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right? Or versus Lupin and Harry Potter. Or, or versus, like, there's so many different yeah. options, right? Yeah. So, Very cool. So I think um, we've all seen a different version of that story. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the, it comes down to the fact that belief in werewolves is found throughout the world. Because, the well... We'll get into why. Okay. Where, where it's <laughs> Who, at. what, where, when, and why. And like, lastly, there is a psychiatric condition in which a person believes he is a wolf called lycanthropy. Oh. Lycanthropy. Yeah. yeah. So we've heard the phrase lycanthropy for other things as well. Just yeah. like for werewolves, just in general, like yeah. they're a lycanthrope, right? Yep. But lycanthropy is actually the clinical term for a man that, for a person that believes themselves to be a werewolf. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I had no idea. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Well, I mean, I feel sorry for people that, uh, you know, but uh, naming 10 out of 10. (laughs) Just the fact that they decided to take that and just be like, yeah, that's literally what the condition is called. It is what it is. Checks out. Like, great. I love it. So, uh, uh, that's the brief overview. Let's get deeper into it. Oh, I'm here for it. You know, I like it deep. (laughs) (laughs) you you dirty bitch you're gross you dirty bitch (laughs) i love it love it love it (laughs) so the werewolf is a staple of supernatural fiction whether it be in film television or literature and there is good reason for that as mentions of werewolves and humans transforming into wolves can be found throughout history yep you might think the snarling creature is a creation of the medieval and early modern periods as a result of superstitions surrounding magic and witchcraft. Mm-hmm. But in reality, the werewolf is far older than that. The earliest surviving example of man-to-wolf transformation is found in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Really? Yes. That is old, dude. Dating back to t- 2100 BC. Yeah. <laughs> That is like old. Before the common era. That's Come so cool. On. That is so cool. And so what happens in that big, like where it's mentioned is when Gilgamesh jilted a potential lover because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf. A wolf. Fuck. That is cool. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is cool. God, I love history. I love the occult. <laughs> so cool. You know, I I think uh, we're so privileged that we get to do this because I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, I think it is so I just have a good fucking time here. Every there's so much I've learned on this podcast that I would have never known. Same. If it weren't for the podcast. Yeah. Like, I and yeah. I just being able to sit here and like chat with my best friend and learn all this cool shit about stuff <laughs> that I love. I'm like, God, I'm so lucky. Right? I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. 
However, the werewolf as we now know it first appeared in ancient Greece and Rome in ethnographic, poetic, and philosophical texts. Mm -hmm. These stories of the transformed beasts are usually mythological, although some have a basis in local histories, religions, and cults. So in 425 BCE, Greek historian Herodotus uh, described the Nuri, which was a nomadic tribe of magical men who changed into wolf shapes for several days of the year. Damn, that's cool. The Nuri were from uh, Scythia, which is a land that is now a part of Russia. Okay. And using wolf skins for warmth is obviously like not uncommon. Of course, yeah. Up there, right? Yeah. To keep warm. Yep. Makes sense. So it's likely that the reason Herodotus described their practice as transformation was because they were wearing these wolf skins for warmth. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, and Don't I'm sure love like where the mind goes. Yeah, well, and I'm just, just going to say like I can I, I'm picturing like Siberia, right? Like mm-hmm. you're yep. we're talking like cold as fuck, harsh climate. And like I could see like you see like a group of nomadic men that well, are believed they're... to be mystical they, yeah. who are cloaked in wolves clothing and at some points probably on the horizon very much look like a pack of wolves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Absolutely. Uh, The werewolf myth became integrated with the local history of Arcadia, a region in Greece. Here, Zeus was worshipped as Lycaean Zeus, a.k.a. Wolf Zeus. (laughs) In 308 BC, Greek philosopher Plato... Did I say 308? 380. Yeah, that's okay. Greek philosopher Plato told a story in The Republic about the protector-turned-tyrant of the shrine of Lycaean Zeus. In his short passage, the character Socrates remarks, the story goes that he who tastes of one bit of human entrails minced up with those of other victims is inevitably transformed into a wolf. Oh, so if you eat the innards, Mm -hmm. so if you eat a human, then you would Mm -hmm. transform. Even if you get like a little bit like mixed in, like, you know, your ground Uh, pork mix wasn't all ground pork, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, a yeah. lean year. Yeah. So um, someone snuck something in. There was some cross-contamination. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's that's what they're referring to here. And literary evidence suggests cult members mixed human flesh into their ritual sacrifice to Zeus. Damn. Right? Yeah. Damn. All right. So there was a couple of different, um, not sorcerers. What's the fucking word? Not socialites. Starts with an S? philosophers i don't know is that scholars 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 is a good one they discuss the participation of a young athlete demarcus in the arcadian sacrifice to an adolescent boy when demarcus was compelled to taste the entrails of the young boy he was transformed into a wolf for nine years nine years shit yes could you imagine coming back to human form (laughs) he'd be like feral and this is backed by recent archaeological evidence that suggests that human sacrifice may have been practiced at this location. Damn. In Arcadia. In yeah, Greece. yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. I lo- Dude, this is crazy. I love this episode already. <laughs> We're like, what, 10 minutes in? Not even? <laughs> oh, it gets so much better. Too. I am here for it. And the best part about this is there's even a Greek myth about another protector turned tyrant, mythical king, Lycaon. Lycaon. Okay. Lycaon. So L-Y-C-A-O-N. Okay. Um, so it's even expanded further into Latin texts and, and most notably in Hyginus's fa- Fabulae. Fabulae? Damn. Well, and that's a fucking mouthful. 
<laughs> well, it's it's like it's like fable, but add a U before the L and an A after. Yeah. F- fabula. Fabula. <laughs> fabula. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming it's supposed to be like high genesis fable, but yeah, but a different pronunciation. Fun. Yeah. Um, and Ovid's Metamorphoses. So yeah. So these two poets, if you will. Yep. Or scholars or whatever. Yep. Um. So they wrote two different versions of this story. Yeah. So. The common theme is that they contain all the elements of the modern werewolf tale. You've got a moral behavior, murder, murder, and cannibalism. I guess yep. modern at the time. Of course. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So in Hygienesis Fabulae, the sons of Lycaon sacrifice their youngest brother to prove Zeus's weakness. Oh, which is human consumption? I guess. Well, I, there was another one that I read where they were kind of trying to prove that Zeus didn't have... An omni- omniscience like he oh, didn't okay. actually yeah, yeah. know everything. everything that was happening yeah. so if they secretly tried to feed zeus some human meat ah. and zeus still ate it yes then he obviously isn't omnipotent yeah right yeah yeah so, yeah okay um and i think that's kind of what the gist of that was right Makes sense. so yep they served the corpse as a pseudo feast and attempted to trick the god into eating it and <laughs> as a result of this a furious zeus Slayed the sons with a lightning bolt and transformed their father, Lycaon, into a, a wolf. <laughs> Could you In- imagine trying to trick a god? So you're like, okay, hear me out. We killed our youngest think- brother. <laughs> I don't think he could see everything. Do you really think he could see everything? I don't know, man. Well, let's test it. Yeah. There's like, only one way to find out. We need to yeah. murder our brother. <laughs> then we'll prepare him into human stew. And feed yeah. him to the god of gods. Why would we? Why wouldn't we just like start off with like maybe I don't know grave robbing? Like, I dude, don't... you literally, literally, Holly, this was a plan made by men for men. <laughs> <laughs> the other two looked around and were like, "I see nothing wrong with this." Yeah, this is great. This I, is fine. Literally flawless. No problems here. No problems at all. How could this Thank even you. backfire? <laughs> Idiots. So. In Ovid's version of this, Ovid's, Ovid's Metamorphoses, Lycaon murdered and mutilated a protected hostage of Zeus and suffered the same consequences. So Isn't that a just, juxtaposition? Different. <laughs> slightly different. Protected um, hostage. <laughs> what? <laughs> but Ovid's description of the metamorphosis uses haunting language Ooh. that creates a correlation between Lycaon's behavior and the physical manipulation of his body oh so So, grotesque so it states that he tried to speak but his voice broke into an echoing howl his ravening soul infected his jaws jesus his murderous longings were turned onto the cattle (laughs) and he was he still was possessed by bloodlust his garments were changed to a shaggy coat his and his arms into legs he was now transformed into a wolf yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the way that you put that right with the, like the the behavior kind of mimic- mimicking like the grotesque and like mm-hmm. violence of the transformation. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, so Ovid's Lycaon is the origin of today's modern werewolf. Yep. As the physical manipulation of his body hinges on his prior immoral behavior. It is this that has contributed to the establishment of the monstrous werewolf trope of modern fiction. Yeah. Lycaon's character defects were 
are physically grafted onto his body, manipulating his human form until he becomes that which his behavior suggests. And perhaps most importantly, Lycaon begins the idea that to transform into a werewolf, you must first be a monster. Oh, so it's Mm -hmm. like you're a monster in your human life and then you're a monster in your animal life. Oh, Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. Um, we can see reflections of that too depicted in um like the Brothers Grimm tale of Little Red Riding Hood, right? For sure. There's there's been um other tales that kind of mimic the Riding Hood story. Yeah. Where instead of just like, oh, she's going to see her grandma, she's going to see her grandma, sure. But the wolf tricks her into bed and then rapes her. Yeah. Or whatever, because and that's like the pretty girl's folly where yep. she gets you know, taken advantage of by a by wolf, the wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yep. There's a lot of depictions in literature of shitty men being depicted as wolves. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's that like, um, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word right now, but it's like not alliteration, but it's like the metaphors. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, I guess like the metaphorical, you well, know. It's a commentary on how men behave in the world, right? Yeah. They behave like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so they should get compared to wolves. Yeah. Or at least these men in these stories are compared. Yeah. Predatory. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. They're the predator. They're going to take what they want. Yeah. They're going to be a dog while they're at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But this episode's about witchcraft. Not about <laughs> that. Not about <laughs> shitty men. Not about society. <laughs> this isn't a commentary no. on society. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> she's a witch um <laughs> i said it to alex the other day i did i did something where uh I, I got something to work that he couldn't he, he couldn't get working and i was like yeah she's a witch <laughs> <laughs> but uh the greeks are not the only or they weren't the only civilization that included werewolves in their myths sure weren't a symbol of both chaos and order the wolf came to represent many things for the Vikings. Yes. So the story of Sigmundir and Sinfjotil is one of the Viking world's oldest and most popular tales passed down orally for centuries before being written down in the Volsunga saga around 1270. Okay. The saga tells the story of a father and son, Sigmundir and Sinfjotil, who discovered wolf pelts that had the power to turn people into wolves for 10 days oh wow that's cool so they when they discovered these pelts they didn't know what they did yeah so had what they, they had found, found. These, mm-hmm. so they just found these nice wolf pelts and slapped them on and boom transformed into wolves together yeah. and after transforming into wolves they went on a killing rampage through the forest <laughs> on, ending only once the father attacked his son. So the f- the wolf, while in wolf form, like the... F- mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So after they had killed everyone in the forest, basically, the father... There was, all the killing was done. They turned on each other. They turned on each other. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so so great. Still a commentary um, on society. No, I'm just it, kidding. It might be. <laughs> it really might be. Um, at least on men. Um, it's, not, it's not a mother and daughter situation. It's a father and son situation. Yeah. That's all I am going to say. And we'll leave that there. Do with that information what you will. Through some luck, depending on what story you read, it was by a raven's feather or by having uh, herbs on hand, luckily. Um, the son survives. And once they revert back to their human selves, 
they burned the, the pelts. Okay. They got rid of them. Yeah. No, thank you. They don't want to do that again. <laughs> they were like, that was a wild ride. And we shouldn't do Imagine that Imagine waking up <laughs> just uh, a forest yeah. of dead people. Decimation. <laughs> yeah. Your son almost died because yeah. of you. Yeah. And- Let's not put those on again. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to leave these alone. Yeah. 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 Let's not do that again. Yeah. It's like Jumanji. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Why there was ever a second movie, I'll never know. <laughs> Just kidding. So there are upwards of 50 different werewolf stories Vikings would tell around roaring fires to help pass the long, dark Scandinavian winters. Over 50 different tales. werewolf tales. Isn't that Amazing. wild? Amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. Wolves, such as the world-ending Fenrir, are woven into their mythology. Of course. So Viking warrior bands would even growl and howl and bite in battle and sometimes even attack their companions in their frenzy. So like Oh wow, yeah, just werewolves like lost. and wolves were like an integral part of Viking society. Yeah. Back back in the day. Yeah, not only just built into culture, but like behavior and thinking yes. and yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And not just in their own culture, it was how they were perceived as well. It's something victims of Viking raids also saw in the Norsemen who descended on them from the seas. They were referred to as sea wolves or even were, like W-A-R-E, yeah, yeah. wolves. Like, wow. Yeah, in, in medieval history. So, like, these the survivors would refer to Tell them as, these like, the sea wolves came and ravaged the village, whatever, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Well, and then you think of them like you think like even that like pack mentality and working together like a pack. Like, yeah, that's exactly how they're like, mm-hmm. you know, military or attack styles were right. So well, and and just Viking um, civilization in general was very. I don't want to call it pack oriented, but it was right. Yeah. Like, like you always had like a, a a hierarchy of like you know the the pair at the top, and then you know, they, their family and everything. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like yeah. there's always a chieftain and and yep whatnot right yeah and so on and so, so forth right mm-hmm. so viking werewolf stories like uh sigmundir and sin Fjotos, reflect the complexity of the wolf as a simple in viking society because mm-hmm. vikings both admired these wolves uh strength and as a largely agricultural society as well feared it i would mm-hmm. wouldn't you absolutely <laughs> yeah so, if you want to look into more Norse stories, you absolutely can. But you know, there's a whole other world to yeah to Norse cover. So mythology. we're gonna yeah we're gonna breeze past it. Um, in Indian folklore, <laughs> yeah, uh, Yapum is a shape shifting werewolf who wants to protect the jungle, even if they have to kill somebody. Oh, so, so more protection. Yes. Yeah. So the creature acts like a virus that can turn anybody into a werewolf by biting them. And then that person, if alive, will have to protect a particular jungle for Area. all of their life. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. And in other countries where wolves are not common, the monster may assume the form of another dangerous animal, such as the bear, tiger, or hyena. Mm, interesting. In French folklore, the werewolf was called a loup garou. Loup garou. Loop Garou. Loop Garou. Um, exactly. <laughs> so cool. And France was particularly afflicted with reports of them in the 16th century. What yep. else was happening in the 16th century? Oh, the witch trials. Most of them, yep. A lot of them, yeah. <laughs> Especially in France. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there were many notable convictions and executions of Loop Garous. I love the name, Loop Garou. Loop Garou. So, 
1521, Frenchmen Pierre Bourgault and Michel Verdun allegedly swore allegiance to the devil and claimed to have ha- to have an ointment that turns them into wolves. An ointment. An ointment. So just like it's funny because we talked a lot on. too about um like in European folklore like the this whole idea of ointments I always found so funny because even in witchcraft like a flying yeah. ointment like a salve made a from poultice. children yeah. yeah literally right yeah. so it's always these ointments which always fucking ointments yeah so after confessing to brutally murdering several children they were both burned to death at the stake Woo. um <laughs> because burning was thought to be one of the few ways to kill a werewolf. It's like they were maybe like part of the witch <laughs> idea. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That seems they like really a borrowed idea. Hand, right? Yeah. Well, it, it did. It really felt like uh, the werewolf trials and witch trials went hand in hand with each other throughout most of your Europe. Um, well, it was all like, remember even we were talking in like, uh, what was his name? Uh, not King Edward, but in King James, in his King James, yeah. in, in demon, like in his demonology thing that mm-hmm. he wrote, like it wasn't just witches he was talking about. And like no. even like werewolves, they were seen as like all of these things were seen as like a production from witches. Right. Like mm-hmm. they were all produced by witches or devil. like a at salve. At the end of the day. Yeah. At the end of the day, it comes to the devil. Yeah. Right. Yep. The devil gave them this ointment and the devil. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 and there's yeah. a lot of of in in Christian in the Christian world, really, where werewolves are tied directly to um, Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Right? A lot of it is very much so. Yeah. Well, even just like um, biblically speaking, you have the shepherd and his flock, right? Yep. What is the shepherd's worst enemy? The wolf. The wolf that kills their flock. Yep. Right? So so yeah. you see that biblical connection even then. Yes. Right? Agreed. So cool. I love, I love this. <laughs> it's a great episode. I'm having a good time. <laughs> So another Frenchman, uh, Giles Garnier, known as the Werewolf of Doyle, was another 16th century Frenchman whose claim to fame was also an ointment <laughs> with wolf morphing abilities. So like this one would be more like he was able to transition in his like whenever he wanted via this ointment. Yeah. You okay. rub it on and then instead of having glowing skin, you sprout hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he turned into a lichen. Yeah. <laughs> According to legend, as a wolf, he viciously killed children and ate them. Oh, excellent. He, too, was burned to death at the stake for his monstrous crimes. Yeah. What is it with always eating children? I don't. Because that's like the Witches most heinous do. thing. I guess. Right? But at uh, least that's werewolf, what I think. Werewolf trials did not just happen in France. They took place in parts of Europe throughout the 15th, 16th, and 17th centuries. So wow. it was it happened for a hot minute. Honestly. Um. And, of course, it was driven by superstition uh, and religious and political clashes and the desire to find scapegoats for harsh conditions in the world. Well, I and like you said, like, it's I, I find this quite interesting because I don't think you hear about all of these other trials, say, as much as you do no. about the witch trials. Right. Like, no, you don't. I didn't realize how prevalent they and were correlated. and correlated. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. You know, they 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 oftentimes use the same blueprints of a witch trial in a werewolf trial yeah. or, or vice versa it was like right? a like one of those ma- what are they called mad lips where it's like fill yeah, it up blank. Blank. she's yeah. a blank <laughs> he's a blank yeah they went to the devil and became a blank yeah <laughs> oh funny. man 
So uh, many of the accused in the werewolf trials were beggars, hermits, or recent immigrants to the area. So immigrants. Oh to wow! The area. What a what a fucking shock that is. What does that remind you of? Yeah, it's just like I don't know. Literally every trial ever. Right. <laughs> so many of these uh, accused confessed to being werewolves and committing hein- heinous crimes, but only after being tortured. Also, Kel Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Kel fucking Surprise, my friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Honestly. You're like, wow, it's almost like being tortured. You'll just say anything to have the pain stop. Wow. Wow. Who would have ever thought? I should start torturing people more often. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not saying that on the podcast. You're like, ah, uh, no. Probably don't do that. Probably don't. Probably, do that. I would recommend don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ten out of ten would not recommend. Um, historians suspect some suffered from delusions or weren't intelligent enough to know what they were even admitting to. Yeah, so this nope. is often often reflected as well in which trials, right? Yeah, this um, is the story where you have people who can't read or write and exactly can't do nothing, and then they're like, "Oh, sign this!" Like, you remember what was it we were talking about this one time where they were like. Oh, if you can read this passage from the Bible, then you're not a witch, and you're like, half the population can't read. So yes, yes, exactly. Like, oh, you're a witch. It was it was one of the prayers I think that they had to recite from the yes. Bible. Yes, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> well, and as well as like the intelligence issues, right? Like a lot of people were accused as being werewolves if they had any sort of physical deformities. Oh, that sad. made them well. That made More them animal just, like, looking. No- look like they were. Mm, a little bit morphed in ways, right? Yeah, yeah. A little bit shape shifted in ways, right? So yeah. you've got people with like hunchbacks or just like excessive uh, facial hair or just excessive hair in general, Aww. right? Like that's quite sad, actually. Afflictions <laughs> that would cause them to be looked at in that kind of less than way. Less right? than, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. That's sad. Sorry, that that is a downer, but that yeah, is sad, right? But, but <laughs> no, but it's the truth, right? You're yeah. like, it's unfortunate, but I mean. It's unfortunate, but I can see where the par- like where that line would be drawn, yeah. right? Like how that connection would be made. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, da, 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 da. can you imagine just being a little bit too hairy? And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> right? You got like the black arm hair instead of blonde arm hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would suck. So uh, a few of the people that were accused of being werewolves may have actually been you know, pedophiles or serial killers, but the historical records are fragmented and exaggerated. Of course. So centuries later, it's really difficult to kind of entangle the folklore from real evidence or what people believe to be real at the time. Yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, people were literally like mixing their piss into cakes and then giving it to people and being like, that's an an accurate test. Yeah, right? So (laughs) who's to say what evidence really exists? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, another famous werewolf was Peter Stubb, or Stubb, a wealthy 15th century farmer in Bedburg, Germany. I think I know this story. Like, yeah, the, you, the- you probably do because yeah. this one's kind of kind of dark. Um, he may be the most notorious werewolf of them all. According to folklore, he turned into a wolf-like creature at night and devoured many citizens of Bedburg. And Peter was eventually blamed for the gruesome killings after being cornered by hunters who claimed that they saw him shapeshift from wolf to human form. He experienced a grisly execution after confessing under torture to savagely killing animals, men, women, and children, and eating their remains. He also declared he owned an enchanted belt that gave him the power to transform into a wolf at will. 
Not surprisingly, the belt was never found. Peter's guilt is controversial since some people believe he wasn't a killer, but the victim of a political witch hunt, or perhaps a werewolf hunt. Either way, the circumstances surrounding his life and death stoked rampant fears at the time that werewolves were on the loose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how did they determine who was a werewolf? Well, they were said in European folklore to bear telltale physical traits, even in their human form. So these these traits included the meeting of both eyebrows at the bridge of the nose. So unibrow, um, <laughs> curved fingernails, low set ears, and a swinging stride. Sorry, I just figured it out. Kate, the movie is called Torn. Okay, so okay, it, there's a movie for yes, Peter Stube. So, yes, in 2022, Stoob. the film Torn, which is a, a loosely based on the historical person, like personification yes, of, yeah. of Peter Stube. Yeah. Sorry. As you were saying it, I was like, I fucking know this story and I had to Google it. (laughs) It's called Torn. It was a movie from 2022. Yeah. I was like, I've seen this. (laughs) So uh, I don't know if you heard that when I was talking about the physical traits, but uh, the meeting of both eyebrows at the bridge of the nose. So unibrow. Yep. Curved fingernails. Okay. So like like a claw or like a dog nail. They they grow and they curve. Yeah. 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 Uh, curved fingernails, low set ears, and a swinging stride. Oh, so they got, they got a little swagger in their step. Hey? Got some, yeah, got, got some swag to their step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they're trying to walk around a tail or something. Oh. Um, and one method of identifying a werewolf in its human form was to cut the flesh of the accused under oh. the pretense that fur would be seen within the wound. Oh, so, you know, okay. That so they feels think that- like... They think that the 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 fur is like underneath. Yes, like they're yeah. almost like wearing a skin suit. Yes, gross, weird. but yes. <laughs> Sorry, what a weird way to put that. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Blech. Skin suits. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. man, like they're just like a wolf that's like, oh, I'll just put my human skin on quickly. What's that? What's that murderer that had the skin belt? Leatherface was it Leatherface? I think it was like the person that Leatherface, Leatherface was based off of. He had like a human skin lamp yep. and like yeah, yes, he like did. that's what that reminded me of. Yep. That's <laughs> that gave me the Texas ick. Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh. Friends, look up the real version of it. <laughs> I gotta Google it really quick. I'm so sorry. Why? I literally just Googled the <laughs> the other movie. <laughs> it was a nipple belt. A nipple belt. The nipple belt. Ed Gein. I gotta Google this now. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Interesting. Uh huh. Ed Gein is a. If you want to gross, have a hard time sleeping. <laughs> yeah, he's gross. Look up Ed Gein. Yeah, right. And it, mm. it's so weird because like his murders were not even that like that long ago. It was like 1950s, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It was like 19. Like it was that. like 10 years. It was like 1947 to 1957 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. Fucking Ugh. wild. Sorry. Yeah. No, skin, I, I. That's what skin suit took me to. I'm so sorry. Well, um, that's literally. That's it. <laughs> wild. Okay. I love listening to these tests. Like even when we did like the, the witch trial tests. Like. Oh, I know. I Like I get it that like times were different and we don't have the technology or the education or the like the literary skills that we have just today. the know-how yeah. yeah like the general knowledge is so different like 500 years ago right oh, i know 
But yeah. I'm like, the idea, the concept of me being able to cut somebody and be like, oh, yeah, you're werewolf first, just hiding <laughs> <in> underneath. <laughs> wild. Sorry, it's so wild to me. Like, like what was the success be. rate for that? My question. Zero? <laughs> Fucking like, zero? What were they misconstruing as fur? You would That's- have to put something in there to look like fur. Or you're like cutting against the against the grain of muscle or something, and like the tendon maybe it's like I don't fraying know. to I don't the know. point where it looks like fur? how dull is the knife they're using? I don't fucking know, dude. Nasty. I'm sorry. You nasty. I went there. <laughs> okay. Wild. Carrying on. Uh, Russian superstition recalls a werewolf can be recognized by bristles under the tongue. Okay. Yeah. So like they would lift up the tongue, and underneath there'd be like bulky things, I guess. Oh, okay. Fun. Interesting. Kind of like a cat's um, tongue, maybe? Under the tongue, though. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is a bristle tongue? I'm just picturing like bristles of a toothbrush. Blech. I bet you there's a medical condition that causes something like that. Probably. Same as, you know, like when people get those cracked tongues. Like yeah. those medical. Yeah, probably something like that. <laughs> Ew. Just canker sores. Hairy tongue? Is that a thing? I hope not. This picture looks pretty... Um. You'd say they were a werewolf? <laughs> okay, anyways. Sorry. Fucking Black hairy tongue um, is caused by an overgrowth of dead skin cells, causing lengthening of the palpulae and staining from bacteria, yeast, food, tobacco, or other substances in the mouth. So that's got to be it, right? That's got to be. <laughs> oh, God. Foul. Okay, now I, I got to Google it. What did you Google? Hairy tongue? <laughs> Black hairy tongue. Why would you add the black to it? I didn't. It just came up when I. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need to go like brush your teeth real quick? Oh god, (laughs) mouth stuff. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Disgusting. If anybody ever came at me with a tongue like that, I'd be burning them at the stake too. (laughs) Checks out. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) They're a wolf. I do not blame them whatsoever. Yeah. Got... <laughs> oh, God. My literally heebie-jeebie skin crawling. Ugh. I can't do mouth Grody. stuff. I can't do mouth stuff. Um, the appearance of a werewolf in its animal form varies from culture to culture, though it is most commonly portrayed as being indistinguishable from an ordinary wolf's, save for the fact that it has no tail. Oh, Okay. A trait thought characteristic of witches in animal form as well. Is to have no tail. So if they were to shapeshift. Yes. Mm, Okay. Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. Wow. It's so weird. So many parallels. Um. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they were all part of the occult and targeted by a specific group of people. So strange. What a weird coincidence. Huh would have ever thought i would have never thought um, that these had any connections it's almost like the same people were doing the accusing <laughs> wow oh my witch trial didn't go through what about if i call her a wolf like yeah yeah burner at the stake yeah that one's easier yeah. okay still she have a children. black hairy tongue <laughs> yes why do you gotta keep bringing that up because it'll stop. never get out of my head stop it stop it stop ron <laughs> um the wolves that are werewolves are all also often larger and can retain their human eyes and voice. That would fuck me up. That would not be okay. Like, yeah. have you ever seen pictures where they 
where like they've they've photoshopped human eyes onto animals yeah fucking weird and it is like uncanny valley like it is i don't Uh, like it no it's like it's like the ditto in pokemon (laughs) literally (laughs) see exactly that's a great reference yeah exactly it like it looks the same but it's not the same where you look at it and you're like something about this isn't right Disgusting. I'm sorry, like just seeing a, a, a full bodied wolf just be like, hey, Phil, like, hey, Phil, get the <laughs> fuck out of my yard, Rob. No. <laughs> Don't How you dare times- piss on that bush, Rob. Don't <laughs> you dare piss on my lawn, Rob. How many times have I had to tell you not to fucking come over here once you've transformed? Don't you fucking dare. Linda's going to freak the fuck out, okay? I need you to leave. <laughs> Don't you dare shit on my driveway. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> oh man with human eyes and voice fuck that i nope. don't like it i don't like it at all nope 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 um according to some swedish accounts the werewolf could be distinguished from a regular wolf by the fact that it would run on three legs stretching their fourth one backwards to look like a tail fuck that what after Gross. returning to their human forms werewolves are usually documented as becoming weak debilitated and undergoing painful nervous depression yeah i mean yeah yeah, i don't think it would be fun to uh transform at all um and one universally agreed upon trait in medieval europe was the werewolf's habit of devouring recently buried corpses what um a a trait that is documented extensively in the 19th century now that is kind of hearkening back to what I said earlier about how this witch hunt of sorts was used to blame um, bad goings on on these scapegoats of people, right? Agreed. Yeah. So I feel like in the ni- in in the nineteenth century, or even like in medieval Europe, grave robbing is was a Huge. big thing. Yeah. Right. So yep. why wouldn't graves be getting Robbed. dug up for that? Yeah. Right. And I like but how there's an easy this distinction of like freshly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know that they were just buried and oh that old lady was buried with pearls let's go steal them yeah you know what i mean yep 100 percent. um and as well as this until the 20th century wolf attacks on humans were an occasional but still widespread feature of life in europe some scholars have suggested that it was inevitable that wolves being the most feared predators in europe were projected onto or into folklore of evil shapeshifters I could see so that, right? Yeah, it's along not like those a, lines as well, right? Like it's not like they're oh. like, oh, the the gerbil, the evil gerbil. Yes, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's one of those things where where if there's something wrong in the world or something evil happening in the world, it's not that there's evil. It it, it harkens back to people not being able to recognize um the badness in humanity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot of people that would rather turn a blind eye and be like, no, people wouldn't do that to other people. The people that would do that are monsters. Yeah. So let's turn them into a monster. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's an easier pill to swallow if they're physically already a monster. 100%. Yep. Right? Like, yeah. I wouldn't go to the bar with Demonize Joe down them. the street. Yeah. from Yeah. Because you go to a bar with Joe down the street, turns out he's a grave robber. Like, that's a pretty hard pill to swallow. That's your buddy. That's your pal. Yeah. If Joe turns out to be a werewolf, well... Oh, it makes Joe's a sense. son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not my problem. It's not my problem. They're just actually a monster. Joe's you know what a I mean? son of a bitch. It's <laughs> my favorite quote from this whole episode. <laughs> Joe's a son of a bitch. 
Um, and the curse of lycanthropy was also considered by some scholars as being a divine punishment. Oh, We're coming back around to Christianity. Okay, interesting. Um, werewolf literature shows many examples of gods or saints allegedly cursing those who invoked their wrath with lycanthropy. Such is the case with Lycaon that we yep. talked about earlier. Yep. Um, but those who were excommunicated by the Roman Catholic Church were also said to become werewolves. Oh, yeah. Typical. The church has right? fucking disowned you and now you're some mm-hmm. evil monster roaming the streets, robbing graves and eating children. Exactly. And the power of transforming others into wild beasts, beasts was attributed not only to malignant sorcerers, but to Christian saints as well. For example, St. Patrick was said to have transformed the Welsh king Veridicus into a wolf. What? Yeah. Really? I had no idea about that. Me neither. Right? Really? And and St. Patrick was said to have driven the snake out of And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Um, There's so much like commonality with like, you know, wolves. Yeah. Or not wolves, sorry, animals, like commonality with like using Just animals. Transforming. Yeah. As a like way the... to like describe humans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In other tales, the divine agency is even more direct, while in Russia, again, men supposedly became werewolves when incurring the wrath of the devil. Oh, okay. A notable exception to the association of lycanthropy and the devil comes from a rare and lesser known account of an eighty year old man named Theus. Theus? Yeah, Theus. In 1692 in Jurensburg, Livonia, Theus testified under oath that he and other werewolves were the hounds of God. The hounds of God. Interesting. Doesn't that sound badass? That's, that sounds like a, such a cool fucking like, band name. Yeah. Um, he claimed <laughs> that they were warriors who descended into hell to battle witches and demons. Their Wild. efforts ensured that the devil and his minions did not carry off the grain from local failed crops down to hell. Theus was ultimately sentenced to 10 lashes for idolatry and superstitious belief. So all these other werewolf trials ended up with werewolves being burnt at the stake or beheaded or both. And this man said, I was a hound of God. Yeah, yeah, I was and a werewolf he got 10 Jesus. lashes. They're like, stop thinking you're a wolf. So, yeah, that's... Wow, okay. You can be a wolf, but only a wolf for Jesus. But it didn't stop in Europe. So when the European colonization of the Americas began, mm-hmm. of course, they brought with them their own werewolf folklore. What? No way. Who kind of like ever the, thought? Kind of like the witch lore, hey? Right? Kinda. Um, Salem, question mark, <laughs> underlined? <laughs> so... This folklore uh, was later also influenced by the lore of their neighboring colonies and those of the indigenous peoples that were already here. So makes sense. Some of those beliefs are from the Nescapis people that believe that caribou afterlife is guarded by giant wolves, which kill careless hunters that venture too near. Oh, interesting. Okay. And the Navajo people feared witches in wolf clothing called my cob. Um, but that's not the only shape-shifting creatures that can be seen in American mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, other ones include like the skinwalk- Skinwalker, which is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, 
we've also heard of the Rougarou, which is a rephrased form of the loop guru. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so the, the Rougarou legend has been spread for many generations, either directly from French settlers to Louisiana or via the French Canadian immigrants centuries ago. So, so we've got French uh, settlers in Louisiana and in Quebec, right? We, yep. we already know this. Yeah. And so from the French loop guru, uh, we Loup-garou. see the rougarou. Yep. Um, and in the Cajun legends, the creature is said to prowl the swamps around Acadiana and greater New Orleans and the sugar cane fields and woodlands of the regions. The rougarou most often is described as a creature with a human body and the head of a wolf or dog similar to the werewolf legend wild isn't that wild yeah but there's something about anything that's like half transformed that really fucking grosses me out (laughs) yeah right yeah um and in haiti because let's not forget haiti was also colonized yep by the Um, french there is a superstition that werewolf spirits known locally as je rouge or red eyes Mm. can possess the bodies of unwitting persons and nightly transform them into cannibalistic lupine creatures nightly so just whenever they want whenever this whenever the they feel sun's like gone down yeah mm-hmm. the haitian je rouge typically try to trick mothers into giving away their children voluntarily by waking them at night and asking oh, their wow. permission to take their child to which the disoriented mother may either apply yes or no the haitian je rouge differ from a traditional european werewolves by the habit of actively trying to spread their lycanthropic condition to others much oh, like vampires. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I love these. Like when you can trace back, like like you just did, where you can yeah. kind of trace back wild? origins. Yeah, interesting. You can see the like it, it's it's like that meme where it's like it's all connected, man. It's all connected. It is it's all connected. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's so cool. Um, in many werewolf stories, a person only turns into a wolf when there's a full moon, and that theory may not be far fetched. According to a study conducted at Australia's Calvary Mater Newcastle Hospital, a full moon brings out the beast in many humans. We already know this, right? Yes. Yep. Um, but this is based in a like scientific fact. So the study found that of the 91 violent acute behavior incidents at the hospital between August 2008 and July 2009, 23% happened during a full, a full moon. moon. Cool. Isn't that wild? It is. So it's funny that you say that because I watched this movie called um, 911 Crisis Center. It's like a yeah. just a silly show I watch, but it's about these 911 yeah. dispatchers in, in a specific area. And it's so funny because every time there's a full moon, like you can see the crew of dispatchers are like, oh, fuck, it's a full moon, guys. Like, well, and it's going to get just, weird tonight. <laughs> that's not just like police services. That's also yeah. with any sort of hospital service. Like, yeah. You know, when it's a full moon, it's like, oh, I hate to be on call on a full moon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. you know there's something that's going to happen on a full moon. Well, yeah. And it's so, funny because even if it's not something that, like, the police or first, like, emergency responders get yeah. called out to, like, yeah. on this show, like, just the fucking calls they get. You're just, yeah. and they're like, oh, uh, I believe this it. is not a police matter. <laughs> no. Yeah. I fully believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because, yeah, that show definitely <laughs> shows the <laughs> the full moon theory, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in full effect, man, in yeah. full effect. So during the full moons, uh, patients attacked staff and displayed wolf-like behavior, such as biting, spitting, and scratching. Although many were under the influence of drugs or alcohol at the time, 
It's unclear why they became so much more violent when the moon was full. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and it is interesting because we always say that, like, the moon has such a powerful effect on water and humans are 80% water. And uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. so to uh-huh. think that, like, the moon doesn't have any effect on us is wrong. Crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of medicine, the werewolf phenomenon may have a medical explanation. There, there has oh. been... You know, research into it as well, like we talked about earlier with um the extra hair. Yeah. Um. So there was a a man or a boy here, Peter the Wild Boy. Okay. Who in 1725 was found wandering naked on all fours through a German forest. Many thought he was a werewolf or at least raised by wolves. Right. Mm, the wolf boy. I've heard of this. Yes. Yeah. Peter ate with his hands and couldn't speak. And he was eventually adopted by the courts of King George the First and King George the Second, and lived out his days as their pet in England, which is awful. Fuck. Um, research has shown Peter likely had Pitt Hopkins syndrome, a condition discovered in 1978 that causes lack of speech, seizures, distinct facial features, difficulty breathing, and intellectual challenges. Oh, that's sad. Other medical conditions that may have encouraged werewolf mania throughout history include, of course, lycanthropy, yeah. which is the psychological condition that causes people to believe they're changing into a wolf or an yep. animal. Food poisoning. Oh, okay. Hypertrichosis, which is the ex- excessive hair growth. Okay. Rabies. Yeah, makes and sense. And hallucination, possibly caused by hallucinogenic herb. Yeah. You ate too much mushrooms. And now you think you're a wolf. <laughs> Couldn't that be wild? Yeah, it would be. Uh, throughout the centuries, people have y- used werewolves and other mythic beasts to explain the unexplainable. And in modern times, however, most believe werewolves are nothing more than pop culture horror icons made famous thanks to Hollywood's 1941 flick, The Wolfman. Wolfman. Over time, the depiction of werewolves has gone from fully malevolent to even heroic creatures, such as in the Underworld and Twilight series. Mm-hmm. And in today's world, it's hard to find a fantasy series that doesn't include a form of werewolf. True. Um, yeah, we all know how popular like the Sarah J. Mass universe is. Yep. You've got, you know, Tamlin and Akatar, who is well known for being a giant uh, wolf. a shapeshifter into a wolf like beast. Yeah. Yeah. And and the scouts that he would send over the wall that he would literally turn into wolves and send over the wall. Yeah. Um, well, hello? Even in, in Jennifer Armentrout, she has a, yeah. a Fire and Flesh and a yeah. Blood and Ash, her series. Yeah. There's an entire like race of wolven Crescent creatures. Cities. Yep. Same the thing. The Crescent City series has a whole, you know, yeah. Danica is a main, like, a main yeah. player in the in the books anyways. And yeah. And she is. She's a werewolf. Wolf. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It is true. Like the most fantasy novels. Very popular. It is Very super popular, popular nowadays. Like even in TV, we've got the Wednesday yep. show. Show. Her yep. roommate was a werewolf. Yeah. Like True Blood, all sorts of werewolves in that. Tons. Uh, Vampire, Vampire Diaries, Diaries had werewolves. Yep. We got Team Wolf. We've got. Yeah. I'm pretty sure even Riverdale had werewolves in it at some point. Yeah. Sabrina definitely did. Yeah. You know, Do you like, ever want to see the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest on-screen transformation from human to werewolf? Oh. American Werewolf in London. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to have a look at that. Just watch the scene in the bathroom where he changes into a werewolf. 
so good. Practical effects, 10 out of 10. And that is what I <laughs> think of when I think of wolf transformation. And it would okay. be fucking horrific to go through that. Okay. All right. I'll find the I'll clip. I'll send it to you. I'll that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Greatest on-screen transformation from human to werewolf. So... As it is, obviously, I don't have enough time to go through every single werewolf story in the world. What? Um, but that was a lot of them. <laughs> so the next full moon is October 28th, which just so happens to be the last Saturday before Halloween. Love so it. I think that we should all get out in our wolfish best and howl at the moon for old time's sake on the 28th. Why not? Why not? A woo, a woo. weekend for Halloween. Yeah. And you know what? When I went to the Fable, I was howling then too. So whatever. <laughs> We've howled at the moon once or twice, haven't we, oh, Ollie? so many times. It's so fun. <laughs> Why not? And that is my creature feature for you today of the wicked, the wily, the werewolf. I love it. It was Thank That you. was great. That was great. I'm sorry I had to stop and Google so many things, but. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I got interrupted by a couple of phone calls, so we're good. We're even. <laughs> I was like, I have to. I remember this fucking movie. What is this fucking movie? It's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> you are fine. Yeah. No, so. that was great. I love it. I mean, like, I love the werewolf. I love the lore and the 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 fantasy around werewolves and like. The history. Yeah. The- well i think even just wow just from like a literary perspective like i've read fantasy my whole life you know this like Mm -hmm. i'm a huge fantasy nerd i love fantasy novels and like a good portion of them i could probably name like 10 off the top of my head that have some type of shape-shifting wolf being creature involved in them but i will say this i had no idea even when i was doing like creating research for like my episodes about the witch trials i had no idea that there were wolf trials going alongside them right like i thought it was very like heavily focused on witches and the occult and magic users which i mean technically i guess werewolves would fall into that category but you just don't think of them so i found that correlation really really cool today not only that but like during the same time period i believe wolves were hunted almost to extinction in a lot of places in Mm. europe because of the fear associated with werewolves i see okay so poor it kind of aligns with that as well yeah yeah um because i think they actually started reintroducing them not too long ago oh wow yeah well you have to reintroduce them right like that's why they had to reintroduce them into yellowstone too right oh yes 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 yeah sorry it took me a second Mm -hmm. i was trying to think about what you meant i was like what do you mean and then i had to read yeah yeah Yep, yeah, because if you don't have them, then you have way too many deer and way too many, many elk rabbits. and way too many, just so many things, right? Yeah. So there's Integral everything. part of the food chain. Everything has balance. You have to have, you have to have predators to have prey. Because <laughs> if you have an overabundance of prey, then you'll lose their food source too, because they yeah. will. Then they'll overgraze. just die out anyway. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I feel it's it. It's all in balance, my friend. Well, this was a great episode. I had a great time. Thank you. I had a really good time. I enjoy these creature features. I really do. Yeah, they're fun. This is like when I went on my whole Fae trip and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's going to be creatures and cryptids from here on out for me. I'm sorry. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Sprinkle of the occult just for good measure. <laughs> yeah, but like mostly creatures and cryptids, man. That's my, that is my That's your shit. jam? Yeah. Uh, my full 
pot of tea, not even a cup of tea. My whole pot. <laughs> I'm brewing, is bitch. In there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh man, for real though. <laughs> well, I guess we should uh, <laughs> end this episode. But uh, thank you so much for bringing the spook to us this uh, spooky season, Miss Holly, on Friday the thirteenth. Expecting you to bring it the next episode, my friend. Your episode is October twenty seventh. Yep. I, don't worry, I am going to bring the heat. We're recording that episode in person, right? I think so. If it all we goes should. well. Yeah. We absolutely should. Um, well, so we can get the heebie-jeebies. I'll talk to Alex. All right, we'll keep me posted. <laughs> keep we'll, we'll keep the listeners posted. And, I will. Uh, <laughs> but either way, good... I will bring the spook next week. Perfect. I'm, I'm bringing, I'm bringing week the after spooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's going to be a good time. But uh, either way, thank you so much for this episode. Um, Me and the listeners enjoyed thoroughly. And I'm glad if you guys love this podcast and you love hearing us and you love all of these wonderful things, then engage with us. And you can do that by sending your spooky stories in. Woo! But in the the meantime, stay spooky, y'all. Bye.